0: Hi guys, it's Rachel and it's Aretha and welcome back to the Wee Mama podcast. So today we're
1: discussing what is the difference between enjoying motherhood mm-hmm. and enjoying your child or being a child to your mother. And the reason this came up is because... Being mother to your child, to your yes.
0: specific child. Yes. What did I say? being a child to your mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. So the reason this came up is because we read this article on Brightside where saying that
0: she loved she loved um she loved her child. And she loved everything that is uh, associated with just her child in particular. Mm -hmm. But not that she enjoyed the role of being a mother.
1: Yes, she doesn't like the responsibilities of being a mother. Well, And I think that's what she was trying to say. And I think a lot of people kind of got on her case and in the comments and stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, I didn't realize that there was a distinction between... Motherhood and just loving your child. I thought mm-hmm. that kind of worked hand in hand. But she sees it as two separate entities altogether,
1: and I think it is. And I think that's why, like, for example, like when rich people have a bunch of nannies, kids, their kids a lot of time grow up resenting them and taking it as, you didn't love me and everybody around probably takes it as you didn't love your child because you gave all your child rearing activities to a nanny uh but then i think the rich person is kind of like how can you say that i didn't love you i gave you everything you needed and i you know i I provided
0: for you which was my responsibility as the parent
1: And even some of them even provided affection, like they would still do the the putting them to bed and Mm -hmm. going to the PTA meetings. But the day to day, picking up their toys, wiping their nose, wiping their bum. They didn't do those parts, you know. And I think the child grew up not understanding, just like you were saying, not understanding distinction between motherhood Mm -hmm. and loving a child. And I think there is a large difference, you know
0: okay well i mean i kind of with my own uh personal experience i saw it as one because i think because i love my child i am embracing motherhood does that make sense
1: you know and you you kind of like understand that they come hand in hand yeah
0: yeah because in order for me to be uh an effective mother I must first love my child and appreciate all that she is and all that she is helping me grow as a mother and by extension a person. Because I think I'm I'm a much better person now that I'm a mother. I'm a lot more patient. I'm a lot more understanding because of my experience with Kai. Because okay, I, before her I had no patience, not even from her, not even for anybody external. Okay, very. But enough. with her, I mean, you know. I I have to accept that, you know, she may not understand things as fast as I may want her to understand. And with my own experience with my own mother, I do not want to give her my anxieties that I had as a child. Mm-hmm. So I'm a lot more conscious of our relationship and how I may be affecting her as a person
1: yes. as
0: well as as her mother.
1: No, definitely. And I completely agree with what you're saying. I think most women experience it that way, whereas motherhood brings out the best in them and all the day-to-day things they have to do really teach them to be a more patient person and less judgmental, etc. I think on the other end, there is a group of women, and I don't know if they're the minority or the majority, because I think it's a kind of shameful thing to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Who would probably, if they could afford it, hire a lot of help?
0: Yeah,
1: and not not for the sake of them. Not like like I think this woman in this story, mm-hmm. um, on Brightside, I think she would probably have not felt that way had she had a lot more help or a bigger village with her child. And that's sure. what I found is is what makes for a lot of women motherhood very tedious. The burnout yes and i think that's yeah. what they didn't know came with motherhood and that's the part that they don't like and they're not identifying that it's not really yeah. motherhood is the issue it's the fact that you don't have a village to help you in your uh, yeah, mo- motherhood your yeah I understand you
0: know. That. Uh, okay yes then now yeah i understand that point of view because it is a lot more work than i think anybody anticipates mm-hmm. like the before and after there's a complete difference in understanding okay what what it really entails to be a mom especially when you're doing it kind of on um by yourself you don't have a partner it is a lot of 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 energy and support needed um emotionally and mentally as well um and yeah also um i would i just want to add that i think too if you're able to plan when you have a child or you're kind of on that road I would advise maybe therapy or a lot of <laughs> self-introspection before you have a kid. Because, yeah, because we do pass on a lot of our own hurts yes. and stuff to our kids. Her people hurt people, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our anxieties, our disease that may not necessarily be positive, we tend to pass that on to, you know, your your child and unknowingly so. So I think it's, it's better for you to address it. Either you want to go talk to somebody or you spend a lot of self-reflection time and be like, okay, when I have a kid, these are the things that I don't like about myself personally. And so I'm going to work and put in the effort to be aware of my own triggers.
1: Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to identify where those things come from, like where they began so that you can't repeat the cycle. Like yeah. for me one particular thing that I have is I don't like my nose and that's because my mom would always say that I had a big nose I had my dad's nose blah 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 she mm-hmm. has a little more petite of a nose <laughs> with a more dominant nose bridge where compared to me and mm-hmm. she'd always say that and not probably not in a purposefully hurtful way yeah but she didn't realize like telling an eight year old that they have a big nose and they have an ugly nose and they have their dad's nose consistently is probably not the way to go dear mom but (laughs) but so now Cairo has a nose that is even more wide set than mine and he has even less of a bridge than mine because his dad is half Nigerian and his features even though he's lighter skinned is a very very broad and so now i make a point i always like kiss him on his nose and i tell him you have such a cute nose oh my god i love your nose so much look at that nose oh you get all the air (laughs) like i make a little (laughs) joke of it you know But, but i do try to tell him like you know it's the best nose ever and i think um it's just because of my experience and also because i do know that especially if he continues to grow up in america At some point in time, somebody's going to step outside themselves and point out that his nose is wide. Okay. You know, because, of course, here's majority Eurocentric features. Yeah. And so at some point, somebody's going to point out that his nose is different and it's wide, etc., and I want him to kind of have such a fortress of positive surrounding yeah. it. Yeah. And when he does have that interaction, he can kind of be like, and your point is.
0: Or he'll know? be like, what are you talking about? My mother loves <laughs> my was especially. Okay, it's her Exactly.
1: Behavior. Exactly. And he'll be like, your nostrils are so tiny. <laughs> you can't even breathe properly. I get more air than you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so it's really important for us to identify where those, the wounds that we have, where they come from, so we can counteract them in our own kids. I think for... Me, I definitely didn't know beforehand how much work motherhood was gonna be, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I kind of stalled it for so long. And I think that's why, even though I want a second child, I am stalling that also. Yeah, and it's just because there was no misconception in my mind that this shit was about to be tedious. I was like, this shit <laughs> about to be the pits. It's <laughs> There's gonna be yes, great man. parts of it. There's gonna be great parts of it. But I was just like, I remember my mom telling me that. I used to have a, like sinus infections when I was young mm-hmm. and because when you're a baby you can't blow your nose and back wow, in that day it, it didn't have the baby freed and stuff she yes. would have to suck the snot out yes. of my nose and when she told me that girl I went and buy some birth control <laughs> for <forthwith. laughs> I was like in my twenties and I was like, if yeah. you don't take your 21 year old ass down to that <laughs> pharmacy and get you, cause you ain't sucking, nobody snat out their nose, girl. <laughs> like you're not in that place in your life yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh my and, God. and so I think I knew from beforehand and my mom also almost died in childbirth. Oh, so
0: no. well, same a here. lot of
1: people I, I had, um, from the get go, I kind of knew this could go, ch- labor could go crazy. You yes. can have a sickly child in the beginning and that could be crazy. So I, at no point in time, thought it was the Instagram version of parenthood, you know? Yeah. And so I think actually that has shielded me from a, not a lot of the, like, the burnout, because I definitely got burnt out. But I think the You were more reality, prepared
0: yes, mentally. That, mm-hmm,
1: that this is part of motherhood made me kind of just like take it in stride. Cause I did go through postpartum depression at one point, but because I could identify yes. this is postpartum, post-partum depression, yeah. I could wait it out kind of. I think when you don't know what you're going through and you just feel like you're going crazy, yeah it's much more overwhelming but when you can be like i feel like i'm going crazy but i know why (laughs) you (laughs) can kind of be like you know i just my hormones i need to rest my hormones need to like get back to the right levels etc yeah and you know that you know at some point it'll be better
0: yeah well um we had similar experiences because it's because i think we both waited i mean i waited just because i knew like all my selfish days would come to an end after i have a kid so i was like i couldn't i knew that i couldn't move about as freely because i know you know you have to be home and whatever mm-hmm. so i did as well wait and and just for like financial reasons too so i was like i can't have a kid in my 20s because i didn't yeah. nothing <laughs> Cause I had nothing in my twenties. Yeah, we, <laughs> the, the beginning of the twenties is a struggle <throat> life, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But um, but I um, I I would say I underestimated the the emotional. <sighs> I don't want to say baggage. The, the amount of, yes, the emotional toll that it takes when you become a mother. I, I, under and yes, I knew what postpartum was. I mean, during my postpartum moments, I didn't realize I was like, I hate this. This is, <laughs> <deep."> <laughs> like, why did I do this? <laughs> um, well, I mean, mine was bad like at night when my husband would be asleep and I was oh. up. Oh my God, like the, the horrible, horrible thoughts I know, that I, I had. Know. And then by the morning I was like, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine. And yeah. then I, it took me a couple of months to realize. you kind of need to take it down a bit and Mm -hmm. um and i so i had my my struggles but i was very much committed before i had kids that i wasn't gonna like mess her up like Mm -hmm. whatever i did for me personally i I knew i need to tone that shit down and not pass it on to my daughter so i was very much trying to just was it give myself boundaries on what i would allow myself to feel in her presence yes
1: Yeah, and that's very, very important because children mimic the emotions that they see. Like, I've been working on using quiet voice with Cairo, like having him use quiet voice. And what I realized is to get him to use quiet voice, I have to use quiet voice. If I don't want him to yell to me in the next room, then I can't yell to him in the next room. Exactly, yeah. You know, because I'm trying to teach him, hey, if you need something from mama, you walk up to mama and you ask her. You don't stand in the living room and yell to mama in the bedroom. And so yeah. similarly, I have to do the same thing. But I yeah. wasn't raised in a household where that was important. My mom would be in the backyard and scream to <laughs> the top of her voice. And it's not that she was doing anything wrong per mm, se. Because no. when, when she was doing that, too, we were also to an age where like it, we should have been helping. Yeah. And we didn't realize that. So of course, yeah. she, there was that frustration, you know? But yeah. I'm trying to like not mimic that type of thing. And I realized like, well, if you don't want him to do that, then you, and if it frustrates you when he does it, because like this morning he did it, and I was like, Cairo, buddy, you're too loud. You heard what yeah. he says.
0: Then it probably frustrates him when I do it also, you know? Exactly. And, and I think, and that is a good connection with what I wanted to discuss, which was, um, conscious parenting is that we need to, like treat our kids the way we would have wanted to be treated at that particular age, because like um like I was kind of raised okay don't cry for anything like don't don't cry mm-hmm. don't cry if, don't cry if you're sad like kind of like you know like suck that shit up you know you're yeah, alive you're you're <laughs> alive you're well fed you know you have a roof over your head you have well, that's good um, world country parenting for your you name. know that's country parenting so it's like with Kai I'm like. Whenever she cries, I tell her, I'm like, it's okay, Kai, feel your feelings. You are right. Your feelings. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> she's, she, she's a fresh three-year-old now. I'm like, it's okay. Feel your feelings. And after she's done, I ask, okay, why are you crying? And yes, she may not be able to like, tell me exactly why she's crying. I am mm. at least coaching her, letting her know that it is okay to cry. And then tell me what to try to pinpoint the source of that emotion. Yeah, because then we'll be able to work through it together. Because I don't because mm-hmm. that whole we're crying for that I'm trying to not move forward with that in my relationship with her.
1: Yes, and and it's it's I've been trying to work on that, and it's ha- harder I think with um. So every child's personality kind of makes certain things like um a trial or not, and with yeah. Cairo, it's a little bit of a trial because he does most of his crying any night oh okay and so sometimes like you're between sleep and wake and you're just here and crying oh and like i get up and i'm like why why are you crying (laughs) at three o'clock in the morning like what could be happening we're both just laying in bed like what exactly is happening that you need to cry right now and he'll be like tyrannosaurus because he sleeps with a dinosaur like a dinosaur fall off the bed yeah okay yeah and I'd be like, this can't be real life. <laughs> oh, like, but it, it is. Cannot, it cannot be 3 a.m. And I am dealing with a human being who's crying because a Tyrannosaurus fell off the bed.
0: Yeah. No. I was like,
1: they, they can't write this stuff.
0: <laughs> no. And in that moment, you, you you just have to ask for grace of understanding towards, towards your child. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I have read up a lot about conscious parenting. I think that is the direction that I want to take with her. You know, I don't want it to be a dictatorship. I mean, Mm -hmm. she can't like do whatever she wants. Of course, you know, there are always boundaries. But I do, you know, like I told I told my mom, because we were having this conversation about um how I want to give Kai the freedom I didn't have. Mm -hmm. Not to say that there aren't consequences for your actions, because there definitely will be. Yes. But I want to foster like curiosity and freedom of expression
1: yeah no definitely and i think um i think that's definitely something that we did not get growing up in caribbean households and any of my like nigerian friends and stuff i talked to them they didn't get that similarly east indian friends who grew up in like whether it's Trinidad or india they didn't get that you know and i yeah. think um it's just not a third world thing to encourage your child, and I mean, it's not all families, because not because you're from a third world country means that everybody is from the yeah. same socioeconomic class. Maybe the 1% in Trinidad tell the kids, do what you want, be who you want, <laughs> live, be free. Yeah. Like, who knows? Who knows? You know, but
0: yeah.
1: I mean, from, I think from our socioeconomic class, um, middle class and, um, and etc we didn't really get that whole,
0: you know, um, be who you want to be freedom because mm-hmm. to me everything has was a blanket a blanket statement of dies being rude yes when yep. they ask a simple question like yeah. you know like children should be seen and not heard but i'm like no mm-hmm. if if she has a question she should be able to an- answer it yes she's two but i mean she's still a person mm-hmm. and i think that also helps with their communication at this stage so my mom is like kai asks so much questions i'm like and you should answer her yeah <laughs> exactly like, especially know? because
1: if you don't make them feel heard they're gonna talk less and they're gonna ask yeah. more and it's gonna stunt their critical thinking abilities. exactly you know?
0: and and you know i and in the world that we're living in i i want my child to be comfortable to come in to talk to me about anything Like, we've Mm -hmm. all seen what play, you know, what played off with, um, with the gymnastics association. Yes. If you know what I mean, you know? So I don't, you know, I always want uh, our family and me in particular to be a place of solace and comfort where if she's uncomfortable, she's comfortable enough to come and tell me or ask a question and be like, mommy, is this okay? Is that okay? And then, and then let me be the person to handle it directly. Yes, definitely.
1: And, um, on my other end, I don't have a question asker, but I have a statement maker. (laughs) And he likes to tell you how it is. (laughs) How things should be done. Yes. So, um, like um he was just learning party training he wouldn't say whether he needed to pee pee or poo poo. Uh-huh. he would just go sit on each other and whatever came out came out well yes so <laughs> so he would all he would say is sit on party he would well. specify which one he had to do so and i would have to share i would give him a little bit of privacy then i would come back like three minutes later and I would say, did you, and and he loved to flush. So he would flush before (laughs) I came back. So I wouldn't know what was in the toilet bowl. So I would say, hey, I have to check your bum because I don't know if you pee-peed or Mm poo-pooed. And he would say, no, and slap my hand away. Don't touch don't touch my body. That's good. And don't touch my bum. And I'd be like, but Cairo, how am I going to know if you poop? And he said, don't touch my body. And uh, so then we would get off the toilet. Okay. And right before I put on his pants, he'd be like, wipe the bum. (laughs) I'd be like, so you went poo? He's like, yes, wipe the bum. Well, Cairo, that's what I was trying to do. But I guess he didn't want me to check in when he was ready to tell me.
0: Yeah. He would tell me. So... And to me, and that's good because A, he realized that a bodily function is going to happen. So I need to go to the place where that happens. And then he goes to the toilet. And all of that is just him communicating with you on his, what he's comfortable with at the time. Yes. I think (laughs) that's normal.
1: And it's good. I it's like, one part of me was proud because it shows that, because I would teach him, Your bum and your penis are your private parts and nobody needs to touch them. And if they try to touch it, you say, don't touch my body. And you put your hand out. Yeah. So I just was surprised when he was you, <laughs> so would... <laughs> Like, sir, I'm trying to wipe your butt. Okay. Like Don't touch my body. Yeah. And he would put his hands on like stop. and he'd don't touch and he squint the eyes. Don't touch my body. <laughs> oh, as you like,
0: should. As you
1: should, Kyle. <laughs> I know. And so now we've finally gotten to a point of progress where he um uh, he when he goes, he first pees, and then if he's gonna poop, he said, Now I poop be Yay! right back. Be- that's So, so good. Yeah. He still doesn't tell me beforehand which one he needs to do. No, he says, that's fine. Yeah. But when he's in the process he'll let me know. He'll say, Now I poop and then he'll tell me be right back, which is the of telling <laughs> me to give him privacy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good. He's like, Very yeah. He's important. like, Yes, he's like, Be right back. I was like, Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> and I'll close the door. That's good. That's good.
0: Yeah. So, so I think for Cairo.
1: Yeah, either, right? So I think it's really important, as we're seeing, to identify whatever child you have and continue to like foster that, you know? And I yeah. think in the process, it will make motherhood difficult it will make motherhood difficult and i think it's okay to be the type of woman who says motherhood is hard work and i i'm not a fan of the process but i love my child and i want the best for my child and so i'm gonna be here and i think that's what she was saying she was probably saying if i could go back and do it over honestly i probably wouldn't have had a child that's what she's basically said yeah and that's not how i feel at all but i do sympathize with what she's saying because i do think a lot of women aren't mentally prepared for how much it <laughs> yeah, is it is you know? yeah.
0: especially like I- said, especially doing it by yourself or mm-hmm. any instance like you where you are away from your source of comfort like your family and all of that so it, it would be more on you as well
1: yes it literally is um like right now, we're doing construction on our home, so Sam's all his extra time is taken up with that. So he has work and construction, and I basically have work and Cairo. Yeah. And so he, I'm I'm not a single parent by any means, but a lot of his free time oh, yeah, right now is taken up with that. Yeah. And so, like, I would say that 90% of Cairo's needs are, pu- like, fulfilled by me. And yeah. I'm just lucky enough that we can afford daycare mm-hmm. even during the pandemic. Yeah. Because otherwise,
0: it would literally be 24-7, you know? And that could drive you, whew. And, Definitely. And that is a lot. Because, I mean, uh, k- kids, there are... a a lot of work i don't know i mean with the whole sleeping and drinking and eating on time and breastfeeding and it's all very exhaustive work Mm
1: mm-hmm and I think so many women did all the work before in absolute silence yeah. that it, it almost creates a shame when our generation says, it's a lot that's of work. It's a lot of it's work. It's hard. <laughs> and people look at us like, well, your parents Great, did it and your grandparents exactly. did it and your great-grandparents did it. And They're it's lost- like,
0: and, oh, and sorry, they, yeah. I mean, yes. And, and And I think as well, yes, they would have done it, but some of them didn't really do a good job. Yeah, they kept the kids honest. alive. That's yes, what they did. They
1: kept the kids alive. You know? But they well, weren't they, they weren't teaching a lot of important Yeah. They weren't doing a lot of the important emotional work. And, exactly. You know?
0: So I mean to me it's it's unfair to for adults now to make that comparison. Because it's like some of us a lot of us are in therapy for stuff that was done by our parents, you know, not not knowing or not. Intentionally, but a lot of us have a lot of baggage to unpack and have and enough have to pay for therapy to work through all of the issues that stemmed from our childhood. So just because they did it doesn't mean they did it well.
1: And also I always point out to people when people are like, women have been having kids since the dawn of time and back in the day people used to have six kids <sighs> and blah, blah, blah. The maternal, the maternal, like, death rate was also significantly higher for, for important reasons. For one, you having six kids back to back to back in the space of like five years is not good for your body. I don't it's care what not. anybody says. Your body is not getting enough time to heal. You are not getting any rest if you have mm-hmm. five kids under the age of five. You are going to die. Let's yeah. just put it like that. You know? It's like, you're go- well, at least you're going to die prematurely my grandmother had 10
0: kids and she yeah. died in her late 50s S- same my grandparents had well my dad well they both had what eight 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 to ten kids and i did not grow up with either set of grandparents
1: yeah yeah i did not meet my grandmother on my mother's side i met my grandmother on my dad's side and guess what she lived till 98 and guess how much kids she had three that's it <laughs> Pronto, End of story yeah and- stay at home she was a stay-at-home mother Whereas my other grandmother was also a nurse while having 10 kids. That woman worked herself to early
0: grave. Exactly. And, and I think we probably have to touch this on another conversation that we're going to have is stop normalizing struggling. Like mm-hmm. that's the, that is probably a part of it. We're not meant to have that mental, emotional, physical struggle. Yes. So and you it's- can compare us to them you know, in the 80s or the 50s or, you know, whatever.
1: Struggling and overworking and and giving, pouring, consistently pouring from an empty cup. And the fact that people consistently ask that of women, I think is ridiculous and I think it's disrespectful. And so... And when I think when we speak out against it, they try to shame us and say, oh, well, your grandparents and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, exactly. Like, even I remember, like, um, there was this whole, like, I had one friend who, when I told her I was going to do an epidural kind of was like, um, well, women have been having kids without an epidural for centuries. I was like, and that's cool, but I'm sure (laughs) if you gave all those women who've been having kids without an epidural for centuries, the choice. Probably at least fifty percent of them to have a pain free birth would have chosen a pain free. Some of them would have still wanted to do it naturally. Yeah. But you know what? We have a choice right now. So don't exactly. try to shame me for executing part of that choice. I agree. You know? I agree. And I still end up doing ninety percent of damage. <laughs> she, she jinxed me. She jinxed. when I see her, I'm a pooch out of some sage. Jinx me, little juju. Oh, <laughs> but God. anyway but no, like seriously, and I think, um, I think that's really a lot of what it is. I think so many women for so many centuries were like, motherhood is great. And, blah, 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 and they hid so many of the dark aspects of it, yeah. that a lot of women today don't know how much actual work it is. And they're stunned sure. and surprised. Mm-hmm. By just how much it does actually take to be if, a mother, volume of work, yeah. Mm-hmm, you know, and they're just like, "Oh my god! Like, how did this person have ten <laughs> kids, and how did this person do this?" And well, they probably shouldn't have had ten kids. Like i am to just be real. Like no person should have probably had ten kids in the history of the world. <laughs> okay, unless they were like the Queen of England and had twenty. they had. Feel, the exactly. Kids. And
0: they had an actual village to help support yeah. and raise. You know these kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, or in there, there are still traditional communities around the world where all the women do all the child rearing. So like everybody helps with everybody's kids. Yeah. there's no like you know like this one kid is mine and lives in my house mm-hmm. kind of thing. There is a like it's, everybody it's like, a community. Yes, exactly. So if it's a community like that. Then maybe it's free for you to have as many kids as you want because you know, as much as the girls grow up and get older, all there are uh, more and more hands to keep helping in the yeah. continuation of this village, you know. But we don't live that's not the way a Western society is set up. Yeah. And as such, to keep like asking a woman and demanding a woman and judging woman yeah. and silencing woman, I think the more we share how much work it actually is, the more women can be really prepared for, for yes, it. Yes. Agreed. Agreed.
0: So I think that's a good place to end it off this week.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we're really glad that you guys came here and like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why are you like, no, cause I'm, yeah, I'm like, we're glad you guys are still here. We have not been as consistent as we should be. Um, Rachel, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently, guys, I am still under a state of emergency, and that has done a lot to affect my mental health because I'm still, we're still at home. No restaurants are open, no retail places open. It's just groceries, and we have curfews on a weekend. And we all need to cook be, every to, oh my be God. cooking every day. Oh, my God, is a no. That shit is. It's ridiculous. nowhere open. Every yeah, and and just the mental thing of we have a curfew every night on weekdays. We have to be inside by nine on weekends. That starts from Friday. From today, we're on curfew from seven o'clock. So I have not been in the best frame of mind. To you know, just who just talk and and then work is work is a lot. Quarantine totally quarantine has not stopped marketing that has not that has not in fact,
1: especially because you kind of low-key work in the home goods and food industry which that's yes. all people are consuming right now
0: that yes. is, and, and skincare <laughs> and makeup correct <laughs> i am in the i work in the food industry and 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 our our targets all remain the same let's mm-hmm. put it like that our targets yep. all remain the same there is no change if we're in a global pandemic or not the bottom line still remains the bottom line so yeah it's been it's been a lot trying to juggle that and you know child and house and husband and me so yeah yeah bear with me guys you yeah, know
1: and i totally get it and i was just joking i understand like I everything that you're going through and um yeah and i just, I just want, to, want
0: to- i just want to walk around in a mall <laughs> i just want to walk around aimlessly <laughs> we can't even go for a walk people we can't even go to the park like there's no parks everything's closed no park no nothing we can't go to chuck e cheese my child can't go down a slide we have wait left. wait wait rewind turn that have chuck e cheese yes literally uh five minutes from where i live what the hell yes i used to take kai like at least once every other month
1: Casino
0: and casino entrance? Yeah, baby, listen. <laughs> it's the kids' gambling station.
1: Boy, we <laughs> can get where <laughs> when they enter that place. My new Carol hates it. Huh? He hates it. He, no. Every time we've taken him, he has had a cry and fit. Oh, no. he's, not, he's not into the people and the bright lights and the loud noise yeah. and the screaming and the sounds. isn't and the-
0: either because uh, I remember Dre took we took his niece one time, right? And you know, well, when Chucky comes out, the kids all like, you know, like follow him around and he like throws the tickets up in the air and the kids have to go and grab, grab it from the floor and Oh, Dre I didn't know that. Me. And she was like you what's know going on though. He's like, Dre, this is she's like, Rish, this is like a strip club. He just helps and <laughs> got these kids and everybody's on the floor trying to get together. he's like, not, not my family. And he's like, Not nope, you <laughs> you're not doing that. And she had to watch all the other kids scramble to get the tickets on the floor. Oh Lord! Have you ever watched
1: um? Have you ever watched Pee Valley on HBO?
0: No, no, no.
1: no. It's no. not like Pee Valley. He's like,
0: absolutely not. You are not getting involved in that. He's that like, is no, hilarious. not my family. This is like, he's like, no, like <laughs> how could you have this ra- yes place? oh, it's a pretty players and you know he's, he's like, no. Nope, I'm, I'm done. Family. So yeah, oh, we, we don't do that part. We don't do we don't put oh, the part. Kai just goes on the carousel and you little um you know like the like arc not arcade games, the games where she can like go inside of and it like goes up in the air and comes back down like like um uh like what do you call like those like, like mini theme parkish kinda kind of okay honestly. yeah
1: yeah okay okay not okay sorry, sorry sorry guys sorry guys i just didn't know that <laughs> you're that you're dealing with somebody in the diaspora here i, I mean like people when they told me they had the
0: petting zoo all kinds you know, of things you have, have an eco safari that i haven't taken her to yet because we've been on lockdown for a year and a half so, yeah, we have tings, So We have tings. Children are just living the best life in Trinidad right have, now. No, so, like, nothing, for no they not for They longer. have nothing. <laughs> they have no life. That's a problem. Why does that bother?
1: But hypothetically speaking, they could be living their best <laughs> be life. Not,
0: but they're not. <laughs> oh, don't okay. worry. Dre and I have started a, a fund. We are taking Kai to Disney next year. If everything works out and the world goes back to sanity, we're like, we have to give her something next year. Because a year of like having her stay home for a year and a half, like, oh, we have to carry her out. And out, 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 we're carrying her. So, yeah.
1: And honestly, and you know what? This, uh, so, uh, this might sound like so salt in the wounds of people who. A very social and wanna be out. But I actually enjoyed semi enjoyed the fact that the lockdown kind of lasted from Cairo's second birthday to his fourth birthday because that's like the trouble period. And I was like <laughs> his ass was staying home anyway. And we wasn't going out to be doing the nonsense I'd be seeing with <laughs> a child a grocery store, throwing themselves on the floor in the eye. I would have just had to leave him in the Uh, grocery store. So this is actually... This actually probably worked out well
0: for Kyle. He like skipped his terrible twos. Yeah, for real. uh, At least
1: it was confined to the house and to daycare.
0: Because
1: he was staying in the people that mall. I'm telling you. (laughs) So (laughs) he actually... (sighs) He doesn't know he dodged a bullet. Of <laughs> <last> <laughs> <night>. Okay.
0: <laughs> so. Oh no! No, I feel so sorry for them, man. They, they, they have nothing right now. They have nothing, nothing, nothing. They can't go to the zoo. We can't go to the park. Like nothing. <sighs> yeah, that is that is super tough.
1: That is super yeah. tough. I was like last night. I was like, you know what? I'm about to teach Kara how to read. I might I as do, well. Yeah. yeah. We here. <laughs> like, we're in the house there's
0: nothing for us to do <laughs> so I guess
1: he knows all the colors, all the numbers yeah. everything else he even, knows, everything. Knows, even yeah. knows his planets and his his seasons and the weather, so now I'm just like the last thing is time and read it, let's go let's go <laughs> like, you know, like... we
0: have all the time in the world to do this there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to go yes yeah but yes so sorry that was a long tangent yes
1: we did get distracted (laughs) because sorry because chucky cheese just threw me off but yes yes, on that note let's bring it back in and let's say that we're really happy that you guys keep coming back and we understand that it's really
0: hard in the
1: pandemic and you know we just appreciate you us you guys still giving us time
0: Yes. We, so please, uh, like, share and subscribe to the podcast. You guys can leave comments on our Instagram because that's when we check the most. Um, so you can leave comments on our Instagram, uh, page. Let us know what you want us to talk about, what interests you. Um, tag us if you're going to share us, please. Let's, um, try to, you know, spread the word of We Mama podcast.
1: Yes. And we really appreciate you guys and have a great day. You
0: too. Bye. Bye everybody. I'm waving. Bye. <laughs> Bye <laughs> later. Bye. Bye.